0: We'll be In the dawn of Y2K Pop, while we got all the goodness of the Britneys and Christinas, we also started to see the rise of the pop girl who was a little edgier and a little funkier. The ones that didn't necessarily fit in a box, but provided the bobs nonetheless. Lo and behold, the emergence of Canadian queen, Miss Nelly Furtado, with her debut album, Whoa Nelly. The album flew like a bird into our lives in the fall of 2000, and 23 years later, the rest is just history. Now turn off the lights, lay back, and get ready to dive into the world of Nelly Furtado with her debut album, Whoa Nelly. From pop stars and boy bands to alt rockers and rappers, the 2000s had a bit of something for everyone. So it's no wonder that decades later, the same power of the music released has been so strong. I'm Michael Kadash and I want to welcome you to my musical time machine, where I deep dive into some of the best albums released in the 2000s, and I may even be joined by some special guests here and there. This is Planet 2000s. Turn off the light, turn off the light, welcome to the whoa Nelly episode, Nelly Furtado is a queen. I'm so excited to talk about her today because I have always been a giant, giant Nelly Furtado fan, my fellow Canadian legend, and I really hope that I get to meet her one day. I actually did once get to work at an event that she walked by me and she posed in front of the carpet and I was like, oh my god, it's Nelly Furtado, but I didn't get to speak to her so I really hope that one day I get to because she's so iconic. So we're going to be talking about her debut album today. It's the Woe Nelly record. It was released on October 24th, 2000 through DreamWorks and Universal Records. And she was actually born and raised in Victoria, BC. And that is in Canada, but that is on the west coast of Canada. I live in Toronto grew up in Montreal on the East Coast. She always was a singer. She began writing songs when she was about 12 years old and she even performed in a Portuguese marching band in high school. So music was always a part of her life.
1: I just always knew I I had something that would connect with people since I was four. And I walked out on the stage with my mother and we sang a duet in Portuguese for the Portuguese festa, festival for about 300 people. And I knew immediately that I loved, I loved connecting with an audience and I loved the way I was making people feel. Through my voice, and I knew that one day I'd be performing for thousands. Now, the evolution of like my creativity and how I write and how I express myself—that's always changing, and that's always—it's always different. Because I write, I write prose, I write lyrics, I write music. I love being around instruments. It's all like a combination of craft and instinct and spirituality, and it all comes crashing together, and kind of has something to do with when I make records. It all influences me and inspires me somehow. See. As a kid, I played several instruments. I kind of got into music really young. was always in choir, you know, Portuguese folk dancing, um, musical theater. I played ukulele when I was nine, singing, uh, singing these Portuguese songs at festivals and singing English. Then I started playing the trombone when I was 12. I did jazz band, marching band, concert band. So I have this real sort of solid musical education. And that helps me now when I'm dealing with arrangement, rehearsing with my band doing production, working in the studio on vocal parts, things like this. I'm always learning.
0: She eventually moved to Toronto after high school. She met a man named Talis Newkirk. I hope I got his name right. I apologize if I didn't. He was a member of the hip-hop group Planes of Fascination, and she even contributed to their 1996 album, Join the Rings. Eventually, she formed the trip-hop duo Nowstar with him the following year. Ultimately, she just decided to move back home, saying that the trip-hop style didn't necessarily showcase her personality or allow her to show her vocal range
1: there was a small hip-hop scene in victoria so hey you know being musically inclined i guess it was like they were the only musicians in the city so it was like i found them it was like, yay, cool, creative people, MCs, DJs, fun. So, all my friends, you know, they either danced or choreographed or maybe did graffiti. And then uh, I had my walls plastered with posters of Salt and Pepper and Ella Cool J and Ice T and Criss-Cross and things like that. Mary J, Boys to Men, I listened to The Far Side, to, like a lot of the indie sort of West Coast hip hop scene that was happening at the time. Very positive and creative. Some pretty rhymes. And out of that evolved, um, I did my first studio session when I was 16, um, doing backup vocals for a hip hop group. Which were based in Toronto, even though I'm from Victoria. So, when I was done high school, because I had some music connections in Toronto, because I had some family there, I moved over there. And uh, at the time, I was getting more into English stuff the cool trip hop stuff Portishead, Tricky, and. I moved over there, and I started a trip-hop group, and it was called Nell Star. And Nell Star is like my alias. It's like my alter-ego. I have this, the solemn singer, Neil Young-style singer-songwriter side, and then there's the street kid. This is a, a the little, uh, little urban kid, the MC, that kind of likes to just show up at a studio and bust something out on the microphone freestyle mm-hmm.
0: after performing at a talent show in late 1997 Nelly caught the attention of Gerald Eaton who was a singer with the Philosopher Kings and he and fellow Kings member Brian West decided to work with Nelly to produce a demo because they saw something special in her ultimately she moved back to Toronto to work with them and they made this demo together it was shopped to record labels and that resulted in her 1999 record deal with DreamWorks Records they got to work right away they started recording the album right away and her first technical single It wasn't an official single for the album, but it was a first song. Parties just begun again. It was released in August 1999 for the soundtrack to the movie *Broke Down Palace*, and that was the movie with Claire Danes and Kate Beckinsale. And that song is now "Party" on the album whoa Nelly*, but a remix version. (laughs) The label didn't really know in what genre to market Nelly because her music wasn't exactly pop; it was trip hop, but also rock, but also world, and there was no box for her to fit in. But they knew she was talented. So with some studio work and a few catchy radio hooks, they managed to market her pop while still distancing her from her average pop star peers at the time, which were, you know, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Jessica Simpson, and even Pink was a little bit more commercial than I think Nelly was. The official recording sessions for Whoa Nelly took place in 1999 to 2000, and she worked exclusively with Gerald Eaton and Brian West, with some additional producing by John Levy.
1: I feel the record is international hip-hop record, because it's not, um it's a pop record but it has roots to it and the roots I think it's kind of about rediscovering your roots because it's about me kind of going you know this is who I am as like a Portuguese Canadian girl I'm an international girl and this is what I listen to and this is what I want to express and also coming to terms with like yeah, and I'm a child of all those urban influences. Wow, that's, like, here's my urban pop influences too, and let's this is this is this is um, who I am as well, and it's coming together on a pop record. Mm-hmm. It's eclectic. It's pop music for the new millennium. It's future pop music. It's mm-hmm. representative of again, um, of my generation really, mm-hmm. of, of what we're listening to, what we grew up listening to, '90s influences. It's the sound of the product of 90s influences, which we haven't seen yet. No.
0: This record contains a number of genres, including folk pop, dance, Latin alternative, R&B, trip hop, and Billboard magazine described this album as a trip hop and world beat rock album. So there's really something for everybody and something to discover for everybody. The singles were I'm Like a Bird, Turn Off the Light, Shit on the Radio, Remember the Days, and Hey Man. So you know the drill, you know how it goes on Planet 2000s. So let's get into it. First single, I'm Like a Bird. I'm Like a Bird. It was a big song. So while Party's Just Begun got a club release in 1999, it wasn't until September 25, 2000 that the official debut single, I'm Like a Bird, was released. What can one even say about this song? It's as much infamous as it is famous. It's campy, it's karaoke, it's folky, it's pop, it was made for adult contemporary radio stations. But it's also just so good, it's so fun, it's wholesome, and it makes you feel good inside. It became a worldwide hit in 2001, actually, and the rest was history. In a 2006 issue of Blender magazine, when Nelly was asked about the success of the song, she said, in quotations, I've heard it sung at karaoke or by cover bands, and it was awesome. I was like, wow, I've got one of those songs. Somebody once called it a hairbrush song. One that girls and guys sing in front of the mirror with their hairbrush. I just think I'm lucky that I have it. It's paying the bills. (laughs) And is it ever? To this day, I'm sure she's still making money. Because she wrote this song. So she makes the money. The video for the song was directed by Francis Lawrence. He is the extraordinaire who had just directed Independent Women by Destiny's Child. And Could I Have This Kiss Forever by Whitney and Enrique. So he is like top notch video director and the video had a budget, the budget was there. They were gonna market the fuck out of this. They were gonna make Nelly a star.
1: We recorded half of the album in Toronto in this little studio called The Gymnasium, their home studio. And then we moved over to Los Angeles and I kind of bought a new guitar. And the morning of the first day, you know, to be in the studio, I wrote three songs on my guitar kind of doing my homework at the last minute, because the guys were kind of like, hey, write some new songs, you know, just give it, a, give it your last go. Because we thought we'd be done the album in a month, but it took another four months in LA of kind of a lot of overdubs and bringing in new musicians to pl- replay parts. And we met Brad Hanel, who engineered the record, who played a big role in having our sound kind of come together. And basically, I wrote three songs that morning before kind of being picked up to go to the studio kinda of at the last minute and the third song was I'm like a bird and just kind of went from verse to chorus like you're beautiful that's for sure and then just right into the chorus and the bridge and it was about 20 minutes really and I brought it to the studio and I played it we were all kinda of scared of it because we thought it sounded really huge <laughs> but like just so simple and in your face so we recorded a demo and we kinda of put it aside but there was an engineer at the studio named Johnny, who was in a punk band, but he was our assistant engineer who heard it late at night while he was dumping tracks. And then he was on us from the next day, like, You have to record I'm like a bird. That's your big tune. That's your big tune. And so we did it and it came together really fast. But there's other songs too that we'd hear and we think were good. My whole point from the beginning is I really liked the pop music that came out that there was like a hit like a hit song, but It has something very original to it but it still taps into the collective unconscious, that's for me what good pop music is. The
0: music video for I'm Like a Bird is very light, it's outdoors, Nelly wearing that orange top and the yellow top as well, laying in the grass singing to the birds, sitting on a tree trunk, (laughs) major hippie vibes in the best free spirit type of way that I love. She ends the video by performing in front of a crowd of thousands of screaming fans and there's even this trippy scene that I, one of my favorite scenes in the video is where her eyes change in color. While she's singing to a bug, she also changes the bug's color and is on brand with the trip hop introduction we are getting to Miss Furtado. Nelly was nominated for Song of the Year at the Grammys for this track, but she lost that award. But she did win Best Female Pop Vocal Performance for I'm Like a Bird, making her the first female act to win for her debut single since Mariah Carey did so 11 years earlier for Vision of Love.
1: I'm Like a Bird, Nelly Furtado. (laughs) Woo! Cool. Highly unexpected. Um, wow, so many people to thank. Um, Mom and Dad, you make me who I am. DreamWorks Records for recognizing artistic integrity above all things, always. I appreciate you for that so much. My manager, Chris Smith. This is our dream together, that's for damn sure. Look, we got a Grammy. Track and Field, oh you guys are the bomb. Gerald and Brian. Um, Brad Hanel for helping us produce the track. Uh, I had fun writing it, so whoa!
0: The song was a smash hit on the charts. It reached number one in Portugal, number two in Australia and New Zealand, number three in Scotland, number four in Ireland and Netherlands, number five in the UK, number nine in the USA, and number 19 in Canada. Surprisingly, because I always heard it on the radio and I always saw it on TV, so I don't know how that's accurate, but... That's what the research is telling me, so we're going to go with that. Either way, I'm Like a Bird Slaps, and it's still iconic. And she even sang it as recently as last year, when she showed up to Drake's OVO Fest. The second single off Phoneli was Turn Off the Light, released as a second single on July 2nd, 2001. It's Trip Hop pop masterpiece in my opinion. It was written by Nelly herself and produced along with Eaton and West. The song is the most successful release from this album and to this day I would say is one of her most recognizable songs. I feel like when you play that song most people are going to tell you oh yeah I know this song. It's definitely a pop song. I would say that the trip hop influences are very prominent on the song's instrumentals and sounds however.
1: but I think Turn Off the Light is kind of moving closer to that where it's this brand of pop that you can't really put your finger on as much and you get my vibe from it, but it's still really accessible at the same time. Like I think there's something really beautiful about that. I looked up the other day. I think there's always a duality going on in like, my Turn off the light It's kind of about that struggle between, you know, wanting to be an independent woman of the 90s, uh, whoops, new millennium, <laughs> 90s, and uh, wanting, on the other hand, just wanting to love somebody, and wanting, wanting to be loved. And it's quite a real experience kind of wrote that song as it hit my head on the pillow one night, yes. got up and wrote it. So, uh, ambivalence, it's just, the record is also about truth, because me and, you know, track and field even, you know, and producers, like, we, we sat down and, and we were so to ourselves and we didn't, we didn't give, you know, we didn't care what, what, um, Anybody was gonna say
0: The song was an instant smash on pop radio once it was released. And now maybe this could have been due to the success of I'm Like a Bird. But hey, it worked because audiences were receptive and they were curious as to who this trippy pop girl from Canada was. And there were actually two music videos for the song that were made and released. I remember there being two videos and having a favorite and being so bummed when the one that I wanted wouldn't play on much. And remember, this was the time of much in MTV. So there was no YouTube to just search up the video that you wanted to watch. The original version was directed by Sophie Mueller. And it was filmed in Chinatown in Los Angeles. The video starts in a swamp, and Nelly, along with her dancers, are all dancing in it. There's scenes of Nelly in a temple eating noodles and surrounded by a group of people who dance around her while she sings, aka her dancers, all very fun and campy And then there's the underground version, which is more laid back, with scenes of Nelly playing the guitar in a wooden shed, and they're interwoven with behind-the-scenes footage from the "Whoa, Nelly" photo shoot. I always prefer the original version. I thought the original version was more fun, and it was more entertaining. And- As a six-year-old, I liked seeing them in a swamp and getting all dirty and shit like that. The track ended up becoming the most successful song on the album and of her career until the entire Loose era, essentially. It reached number one in New Zealand and stayed on the chart for 27 weeks there. It also reached number one in Portugal and Romania. It peaked at number five on the US Billboard Hot 100, number four on the UK singles chart, and number seven in Australia, where the single is certified platinum. The third single from the record, Shit on the Radio, or as publicized to radio stations and TV, dot 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 on the radio, (laughs) censorship, (laughs) was Nelly's third official single. A song I happened to be quite obsessed with as a child, I have to tell you. It was released as a single on December 3rd, 2001. And she actually says that she wrote the song in one session. She said it's about the feelings of insecurity that she experienced when hiding her desire to make pop music. To fit in with her underground musical peers. She says in quotations, I could try to be cool and whatever, but why do I have to try? Why can't I just be myself? The moment you make that step and say, I want to make pop music is a big thing. But no matter what happens to me. There'll always be someone going, oh, her music sucks now, but everyone likes it. I feel that song a lot. Hey, you know what? That, I feel, is a lot of artists' issues when they want to make pop music and they want to make commercial music, but they come from a place that's a little bit more underground. They want to go that route, and a lot of people, you know, will tell them you sold out, but sometimes that's just what you want to do. Sometimes you want to make music that's more fun and music that people can actually, that can reach more people. So I don't blame her for wanting to do that.
1: I feel feel so happy that I'm sort of, um, that young people are connecting with my music because... Um, I think it's a musically educational record and I think it's about music. Actually on my website even I want to start including real making of the record information. I wanted to highlight the instruments, the instruments are the stars of this record. There's over 25 session players, there's everything from Brazilian berimbau to Portuguese guitar, or like classic Fado instrument, to really amazing turntable scratching, authentic scratching, and it's, it's all very real. The influences are very real. Lyrically, I'm you know, because this record documents my transition from a teenager to an adult, I think I hide behind a lot of uncertainty in a lot of the songs, I have a lot of metaphors, and uh, it's very kind of punk-ass and kind of confrontational and confused, like a lot of it, which is so sweet, and I think I can look back on it and go, Oh wow, this is like a diary. It's like a diary of those of that of that transition. And um And that's why I think people connect to it as well. It just documents a lot of the duality.
0: The video was a colorful Hype Williams extravaganza. So funny, the last album I did was Sophie Mueller and Hype Williams directed videos. And here we are again. <laughs> very telling of the era, right? The original video has Nellie in her curly hair, colourful makeup, earmuffs on, listening to music before meeting her friends for good old time, <laughs> driving around and stopping at a sea of dancers and continuing to sing the song. And it's just a beautifully colorful way to display the track. It's very appeasing to the eye, for lack of a better term. The underground version of this video, because I guess it was just a thing to do two versions of videos back then, places Nelly in a wooden shed similar to Turn Up the Light. Because of the major success of the first two singles for this album, the single was expected to become a big success in America, but it wasn't. It actually failed to chart on the Billboard Hot 100 altogether, peaking only at number 34 on the US Mainstream Top 40 radio chart. It did, however, reach number 5 in New Zealand, number 6 in Portugal, number 7 in the Netherlands, and number 18 in the UK. This began a string of singles for Nelly that actually would fail to chart in the USA until five years later when she would release Promiscuous from the Loose record. The fourth and final single from this album was Hey Man, and it was released on June 10th, 2002. Hey Man is the opening track on the Wo Nelly album. It charted at number 87 in the Netherlands and number 65 in Romania. It actually contains a sample from White Man Sleep's Second Movement by Kronos Quartet as well, so why don't you go on youtube and take a listen to that i will put it in here but i'm not trying to get sued you guys an accompanying music video was actually produced and it's a compilation of videos on stage as well as behind the scenes and prep for nelly's first ever tour the burn in the spotlight tour which we will talk about in Literally a minute or two. The majority of the footage that was shown was filmed actually during her MTV Live in London special. But you know, again, it didn't really go far. It barely charted in the Netherlands and Romania. And I think at this point it was time to move on to another era. I would like to talk about another song on the album, which is prominent to me because it was featured in one of my favorite movies, Trying to Find a Way. It was featured in the Princess Diaries. That was in the scene when Michael and Mia have a moment in the car shop and when she leaves his boss is telling him he can tell her his he can tell that he has feelings for her. Oh, you're sweet on her? He's like, uh, friendly and friendlier. You remember that scene? And then they play, I'm trying to find a way. You know, That's all I'm going to do for you. But that part is from Princess Diaries. And that actually isn't the only Nelly song that would have been on the soundtrack to Princess Diaries. When Billboard magazine spoke to the music supervisor of that soundtrack, Don Solar, recently for their 20th anniversary interview they had an ellie Furtado song that she envisioned for an early scene when mia arrives home because it was about to be a big hit but they ended up with crystal harris's pop anthem supergirl instead i can only imagine it was Turn off the light because this movie came out in august so if it was about to be a hit that was a single that was released around that time so interesting tidbit if you didn't know that trying to find a way was in princess diaries so when you listen to the lone Nelly record and you put on trying to find a way you can be like oh yeah now i gotta watch the princess diaries (laughs) a queen is never late everyone
1: else is simply early
0: so when it came to promotion for this album, obviously Nelly did all the talk shows and she did all the award shows, but she also headlined her own tour and it was Burn in the Spotlight tour. It was a large one. It was a world tour, 96 shows in total. It began on March 6, 2001, and it ran until April 21st, 2002, visiting North America, Asia and Australia. And now, while Nelly was on this main tour, she also was serving as the opening act for acts like David Gray, Moby, and U2. Her own opening acts were Citizen Cope, Swollen Members, and Tegan and Sarah. There were 14 songs in her set, and she also performed her remix to Get Your Freak On by Missy Elliott, which she also performed at the 2001 MTV VMAs during this era, with the braids and all. It's a very fun performance. Maybe I'll include a little sound up right here. Nelly,
1: Nelly, Nelly but I i
0: God, the 2001 VMAs were iconic. But back to the tour. She opened the show with Baby Girl from the Bonelli record, and then she closed the show with Shit on the Radio, Remember the Days, which obviously is the single and the song that I loved as a child. I have to reiterate that again. The solo headlining 96 shows were all theater shows with crowds of 1,000 to 5,000 fans a night, while the opening shows were, you know, where she was opening for Moby and U2 were arenas and stadiums.
1: Meeting U2 has been my dream come true for me, Really? Um, I don't know, it's like yesterday I was flying over here to Dublin on the plane. I'm lucky I had my brother and sister with me and we were kind of like pinching ourselves like, are we really doing this? Are we really playing (laughs) this huge gig with you two in their, you know, their home country? Like, it just seems too good to be true. And obviously I idolized you two and idolized Bono when I was young. And I dreamt of the day that I would meet them. I knew it would one day, though.
0: So she really got a sense of the rock star touring life during this time because she took part in the Area Festival, which, you know, as well as... Pretty much every radio show you could think of. It was a successful era. There were successful singles and it was received well critically. I mean, Rolling Stone gave Vonelli a positive review. They called it a wild-ass pop go-go filled with songs that pursue adventure yet could still make the hit parades. And Entertainment Weekly said Charm extends to most of Vonelli, one of the year's most consistently pleasurable debuts, reflecting Nelly's grab bag of influences. She may be Canadian but it's the way of Portugal. The music definitely blends organic instruments with samples and electronic programming. The combination makes for a, a Glow playground in which R&B, world music, psychedelia, and singer-songwriter craft meet and rum for an hour. So basically, they're saying she's diverse, she's talented. The album received four nominations at the 44th annual Grammy Awards in 2002. And... The album itself was nominated for Best Pop Vocal Album, while Nelly herself was nominated for Best New Artist, Song of the Year, and finally, of course, winning Best Female Pop Vocal Performance. In the USA, the album debuted at number 190, with sales of 4,087 copies on January 13, 2001. After I'm Like a Bird blew up on radio by the end of 2000, sales began to rise to 12,000 copies a week. By the end of 2001, she was selling 55,000 copies a week before reaching a peak of number 24 on the Billboard 200 chart and receiving a double platinum certification for sales of more than 2 million copies in the USA. So it did really, really well. In Canada, the album peaked at number 2 and certified 4 times platinum and even reached number 9 on the year-end album chart in Canada for 2001. Worldwide, the album has sold 6 million copies. It's gone gold in Belgium, Denmark, Germany, Mexico, Netherlands, and Norway. It's gone platinum in Switzerland. Two times platinum in Australia, South Africa, UK, and USA, three times platinum in New Zealand, and four times platinum in Canada. It reached number two in the UK and Canada, number four in Australia, Norway, and Portugal, number five in New Zealand, number six in Switzerland. 14 in Germany, and 24 in the US. While, of course, Nelly Furtado's most successful era is obviously loose in 2006 and 7. That is a string of singles and success that is pretty much unmatched. If it is matched, not many people can match it. That's not to deter from the amazing success that was the Wo Nelly album. This album really put her on the map. She won a Grammy. She had top 10 singles, number one singles in some places. She had platinum albums, she had platinum singles. She did very, very well for herself for her debut especially, special we need to give this album its flowers listen to the album judge for yourself and i'm so happy that you guys are here listening and thank you for being here if you guys have any requests by the way of albums that you want me to do send me a message on my instagram at @planet2000, planet 2000s planet 2 0 planet2000. love you guys and i'll see you next time bye